listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Uh, one thing about music, when it hit, you feel no pain. White folks say it control your brain. I know better than that. That's game. And we ready for that. Two soldiers, head of the pack. Matter of fact, who got the gap? Where my army at? Rather attack and not react. Back to the beats. It don't reflect how many records get sold on sex, drugs, drugs, and rock and roll. Whether your projects put on hold in the real world. These just people with ideas. They just like me and you when the smoke and camera disappear against the real world. It's bigger than all these fake ass records when po folks got millions and my woman is disrespected hey welcome to the black guy tips podcast your host rod and karen and uh we're in the house mm-hmm. on uh saturday mm-hmm. feedback time and uh there's plenty of it um of course you can do feedback by leaving us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher you can also uh do stuff like uh vote in the polls on our website theblackoutist.com leave comments on each episode we have uh you know a uh, place for you to leave comments there leave us voicemails that are three minutes or less 704-557-0186 um and uh what else can you do um email us the at gmail.com so there's a bunch of ways to get in contact with the show leave your feedback be heard and uh that's what this show is really about um in addition to uh people who donate you know uh you can go to the blackoutist.com on the right hand side there is a donation button and uh everybody that donates we make sure to give them a shout out every week um that 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 it comes in so let's start uh right now i dedicate this to recession to recession depression and unemployment those are his kids names oh i hope not that's right guys tiffany tiffany p hit us with that one-time donation brand new thank you tiffany p for visiting thank you welcome baby welcome she says y'all are doing y'all are the best keep up the great work cala beauty so uh, that must be her twitter and social media thank you uh we got a recurring donation from cara Cara O, thank you very much. Thank you, Cara. Uh, we got a recurring donation from Christopher B. Yes, Christopher B. Recurring donation. Thank you very much. Michael F. Recurring donation. Thank you. Double A Marketing Consultants. Thank you, Double A, for the first time recurring donation. Thank you. Gabriel L. Recurring donator. Lynn Woods C., the old black man of the, of the, He's in the background of the choir always saying, wow. Right. He's, he's the head of Dick Boyd. <laughs> Cedric W., recurring donator. Uh, Jermaine K., brand new recurring donator. Welcome to the new members class. Uh, Conrad will walk you through it. Yes, he will. Tawana J., recurring donator. Thank you very much, Tawana. Uh, Chet F., brand new recurring donator. Look at all these brand new money coming in the door. Hey, these new people i don't know how you found us but i'm glad you're here yeah we we love it uh we appreciate it too um uh, let's see gerard l recurring donator calvin n recurring donator you know he's down there at the mcdonald's working his way up yes make sure you guys uh go up there and get you some fries uh portia s recurring donator brand new recurring donator yeah so, i said that definitely new name new members uh class is getting full guys i know comrade you might have to split up and have two two classes yep and that's what's up man the church is growing play me out Still, I smile. Come on. even though i hurt me i smile yeah, I feel that. I'm 
from now. Cause people, you look so much better when you smile. Let's go. Smile for me. Can you just smile for me? Whatever you're in right now. Smile for me. Can you just smile for me? And my people say, oh, oh, oh. You look so much better when you, oh, oh, oh. You look so much better when you, you look so much better when you, oh, oh, You look so much better when you, oh, oh, You look so much better when you, oh, You look so much better when you, you look so much better when you, oh, You look so much better when you smile. All right, all right. Um, let's go ahead and get into the people that left us five star reviews. <coughs> we got two on iTunes um and one on stitcher Woo-hoo! never not funny five stars hey that's the name of another podcast thanks um i won't belabor the point this is by mr and it's like some japanese writing or something i can't read that no problem i won't belabor the point it is personal failing on your part if you are not listening to the blackout tips i won't go as far as to say you are a bad person but you probably tip under 10 percent. shame <laughs> shame 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 ding 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 uh a petty every man makes it to the top five stars the main reviewer uh this is such a great show so a ratchetness ball alerts mysteriously all ghosts written by hulk hogan's apologist guess the race ah! and my personal favorite other interesting people's interviews i'm so glad i found this and wish karen had a zipper i could undo so i could step into her life obviously no problems happen with a good <laughs> wait no problems happens with a good man marriage illusions and all that keep up the good work <laughs> thank you man if you were trying to step into your life girl <laughs> you don't know about my life <laughs> that's what everybody tell you i don't even know what the hell that means but i just like the, that phrasing <laughs> jay brooks 27 says five stars on stitcher uh it says winning every episode i catch i'm always nodding my head in agreement riding karen and all their guests give a perspective on today that i tr- strongly re- relate to thanks i appreciate it man thank you and for those of you out there that would love to leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitches go to any apple device go into your itunes tap in the black guy who tips and up in the top left hand corner you see five stars leave us five stars in the review we will only read your five star review if we approve it mm-hmm. you know we don't even care about it being five stars if we don't like it we ain't reading it yep and if it's not five stars we're not reading it anyway right uh and to leave us a review on uh stitcher go to stitcher.com type in the black guy who tips and leave it directly on the page i know that in ios devices you can actually leave reviews straight from the ios device but for some reason those don't post directly to the page they only post per episode so we don't always see those so if you want to leave us a five-star review on itunes and stitcher those are the ways we thank you and it's absolutely positively free way to support the show and show your love without you having to spend the dime thank you guys uh speaking of um friends of the show and different perspectives Mm -hmm. i wanted to play some of this for everybody but you know jl covan friend of the show Mm -hmm. comedian he does movie reviews and his latest movie review is a fantastic four but and there's no spoilers in this but um he does it in his donald trump impression uh-huh. you guys have got to hear some of this i'm not gonna play the whole thing because it's six and a half minutes 
after last night's uh, stirring victory in the GOP debate, and it really was. It was a great victory for me, you know, because I'm very smart and, and I'm not poll tested. Uh, I, I just go out there and I say what I want, and, and, and I'm going to make the country great again. So after what was clearly a, a great, uh, great victory for me, uh, I decided to do something I don't always do or often do. Uh, I went to see a movie, and I saw this movie called The Fantastic Four, and I thought, well, just like when I put, you know, I put the name Trump on things, they sell better. So I thought, uh, you know, if they're putting fantastic, well, it's got to be fantastic, right? Well, you know, sadly, not everybody is as honest and great as me. Uh, it turns out, very dumb film. I, I mean, I mean, I have to say that, you know, I don't mince words. It's a stupid film. Um, first off, it's a reboot from 2000-whatever. I don't even know when the first one came out. I was too busy making, you know, huge deals. I was really making a lot of successful deals, basically for my whole life. And this movie comes out, and at least that one had Chris Evans, who was in uh, Captain America. And that's somebody I want to support, who's trying to make America strong, the way I will if elected president. You know, I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of us losing to the Persians, to the Chinese. They're killing us on trade. The Mexicans are killing us at the border, both literally and their government. And they're very smart people. But uh, they're killing us because we have weak leadership. Well, I want leadership like Captain America, and that's the kind of leader I'm going to be. But this movie, of course, didn't have Chris Evans. Instead, in the role of Johnny Storm, they cast some guy named Michael B. Jordan. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I get along great with the blacks. Don't you know? Don't ah, you know, they love me? I make jobs. I, I give opportunities. But you know, if I prefer Michael Jordans that win rings, not ones that you know get shot at Fruitvale Station. But that's just me. Aww. I prefer a higher caliber of Michael <laughs> Jordans. Uh, and this was a stupid film. Uh, so you had to see the YouTube. Ah, ah. You had to see the YouTube version too, because he has like pictures and stuff in the background. But I just had to give a shout out to that because that's so fucking. That's <sighs> so hilarious, man. Um, that impression is dead the fuck on. As somebody that <laughs> that watched that entire. Um, debate i'm glad you did i was like nope yeah but he sounds just like that idiot man so good uh all right we have uh comments on the page on different episodes and stuff um first of all we premium people we have a show called pregame mm-hmm. premium people know about it it's been four episodes so far but basically um justin uh and sometimes karen even when we do balls sports sometimes while i'm still doing setting up for the show getting articles uh we'll have conversations that don't make the sports show because they're not really sports related right but they might be sometimes 30 45 minutes long and it's just about us talking about different things um and there's been four of them so far i think uh the latest one i put out was when we caught justin up on the bernie so black Ah! uh thing um and there's also uh i think there's one where i caught him up on the uh uh meek mill and drake beef that should be coming out where i played them all the songs right um and i think there was another one too uh are you talking about the verizon lady yeah well uh, yeah well we talked about the the flag and appropriation we talked about was that verizon lady trying to holler at me or not i wasn't sure Mm -hmm. we went through the sporty thieves and hood rat anthem uh catalog in episode one like there's a bunch of stuff and uh, i think you guys will dig it uh if you just like justin and you want to hear what it sounds like when we're just kicking it that's basically the closest you can get um anyway the latest one is uh learning about the burning where karen and i caught justin up on bernie so black and everything that happened and uh, i'm not 100 percent sure how to pronounce this person's name but it looks like b8 karatin i'm gonna just call it kara 
um you three are the best thing since tavis smiley (laughs) 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 before he went crazy uh i wish everyone could hear this pg section of the podcast the uh pregame uh yeah man um, it's a lot of fun and you know it's not a ton of work for me uh, Mm um so i like recording it and putting it out uh it was easy right and a lot of times people they get the email when the ball's deep sports come on they just basically sit and chill and while roger gets getting prepared they normally they see that live right so um anyway but thank thank you very much for the comment mm-hmm. and then we had the um i think we also had a comment on um sport reviews that was uh for for ant-man um but uh i don't know i don't want to spoil anything for you guys who don't listen to sport reviews uh but thank you for the comment maybe we'll cover it on our next sport review okay something like that we'll figure out a way to get that in because i'm not sure exactly how to cover that without fucking it up for all you guys who haven't seen it yet right um or maybe we'll wait a week or two and then cover that comment yeah we can like i said yeah we can yeah um all right so then um we had uh oh did they say something spoily in with their comments um i'm not sure if they did i just didn't know if i didn't know if they would so i just oh, left okay. it alone but okay. i mean i can read it if you want i don't i don't okay. mind either way because depends you know sometimes they do sometimes they don't all right well fuck it we'll read it i don't give a fuck i'm crazy <clears throat> all right that's what you guys get uh all right spoiler movie review 65 ant-man uh we had the people's critic on as tim as our guest uh sandler agony says ant-man has so many likable characters that not only matter to the mcu but to the casual viewer who doesn't have an investment to the avengers or other marvel properties and are just looking for a good time at the movies my two favorite characters in ant-man are Luis and hope van dyne anytime those two popped up on screen i knew i was always in store for something great michael pena transforms himself as a guy who never seems to be daunted by even the lowest of the lows example his pops being deported he's funny eclectic and always optimistic oh and his high stories were the best they were yes they were as for hope the thing i loved about her character was how determined she was to being a hero herself hell she was even more skilled than scott lang as she kicked his ass all over the place during those montages her post-credit scenes also proved that her persistence earned her uh i don't want to spoil that something and i look forward to seeing her more in phase three portion of the movie evangeline lily was easily one of the best parts of the hobbit prequels and her efforts were definitely backed by uh here definitely backed that up she was excellent overall the rest of the movie is great the story is well told and has a great balance of comedy action and drama something that marvel studios has done an extraordinary job at with their properties the movie also looks great i did enjoy paul rudd a lot here but it seems with michael douglas hank pym added a lot to their backstories as well as their on-screen chemistry both of them seem to enjoy each other's presence Corey stall is a textbook Corey stall uh playing darren cross slash yellow jacket his character feels like a movie villain from the 80s sort of like robocop's dick jones he's not my favorite villain in mcu but he did a very good job yeah i wasn't really impressed with him but not not because of his acting just the character was so one note they just didn't give him much to do in my opinion right or or maybe it just maybe what they gave him to do was all the same note it was just all i'm angry and i'm gonna be evil you know right and they and it may be one of the things where they may have shot shit about his background and somebody was like nah fuck it Mm. i mean they had stuff about his background in there but it just all felt the same to me like i had no sympathy for him i was not motivated by him he was just you know like with loki who i think is the best 
marvel villain yes there's like a sympathy there for what he's going through right you can understand his motivations yeah well Starl, you just never get the you just like no, what he's it, just mad <laughs> yeah you're like why did anybody ever think they could take him under their wing correct i expect you to enjoy ant-man considering the expectation wasn't like the anticipation of age of ultron and that's okay uh it stands on its own just fine great closure to phase two of mcu all right um now let's get to the regular feedback uh episode 1005 one of the good one, good guys was the uh was the title no comments and the poll was was b most making a good point no he's wrong he's a jerk and yes we all need common calls to fight for him uh no comments but 82 percent of you guys said he was wrong and a jerk and 18 percent of you guys said we all need common calls and to fight for him so uh i would not kick it with like 18 percent of y'all um <laughs> we had episode 1006 the negro universe um we had a couple comments uh kara writes in um because we had mike brown in this episode and it was talked about fun. his dating life and apps and jared from subway a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and we got into this conversation where uh we were asking him questions about you know his dating life and he was like oh so you a married man trying to live vicariously through me um Kara says quote you know quotes from the show how do Asians do it and is it everything I dreamed of lol cause I kept asking uh-huh. him questions like that uh DJ D Jordan says uh is there a tipping category for best intro lyrics performance man Mike had me rolling at the beginning yeah that was what Mike did the uh I don't fuck with you lyrics but he did it in a very passionate way let's see if I can I play it to the black guy who tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. You little stupid ass bitch. <laughs> I ain't fucking with you. You little dumb ass bitch. I ain't fu- Listen, I heard you got a new man. And I see you taking a pic. Can you post it up? Thinking that it's making me sick. <laughs> oh, through, through, bitch. That's what you calling, and I've been making it quick. And I'm going to answer that shit like. I don't fuck with you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he the way he said it. Yeah, Mike's hilarious. Uh, no, he has his own podcast with Brandon uh, Collins. Uh, Comedy Outliers podcast. A really good show, man. It is very funny. Who is more self-obsessed was the, uh, was the poll for the week. Comedians or bloggers? Because they, they're both, to me, having a self-obsessed competition where one of them you know writes about the other one and then the other one makes commentary about the other one and it's all kind of like you know what about me you know like mm-hmm. why doesn't all your jokes make me feel good and then the comedians are like you're gonna take my job you know <laughs> <laughs> yes everybody's a panic <laughs> right um anyway comedians or vloggers bloggers are more self-obsessed according to our audience 57% to 43%. Very close. But I think I agree with the audience this time. Me too. I feel like bloggers are more self-obsessed. I feel like you gotta be a weirdo to watch comedy and then be like, how many angles can I find offense in this 
to write my piece right versus just enjoying the comedy in itself yeah because i feel like normal people just go i don't either i I, I found it funny or i didn't find it funny it's that simple to most people and i watch somebody that i do find funny i don't think normal people are like it's problematic and i need to write up a seven power post on why you know right although i still find comedians to be so self-obsessed they're just convinced that everyone's gonna lose their job and you know and they get to these weird places where it's like so listen just because i tweet out that hitler was right and i want to kill all the jews i gotta lose my job like, <laughs> like yes nigga you do <laughs> you sure do <laughs> you're not <laughs> that's that's too far because last time i checked hitler didn't go on a comedy tour All right what what about freedom of speech i'm like come on man did you go to jail for it or did you just lose an opportunity <laughs> right people talk shit and lose opportunities in every line of work for everybody not just you mark says comics are more self-obsessed me maybe it's the immediate gratification of audiences or the recent preponderance of podcasts and documentaries proclaiming their nobility but comics have really started to think that nothing they say can be scrutinized yeah they definitely hold themselves to like some not even hold themselves that's what kills me is they want all the credit of being like modern day philosophers and and you know speaking truth to power and shit but then if you ever call them out it's like these are just jokes it's like they want it both ways you know what i'm saying when it's like i don't like then 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 lay off of the you know smelling your own farts bullshit about how this community is so much you know needed and shit because you can have one or the other but you can't you know be like there's there's so much power in my words but also there's no responsibility in using this power that's you know that's kind of a weird line why not just be like you know these are just jokes all the time you know like people like i've seen people be like hannibal burns brought down bill cosby i'm like he wasn't trying to do that that was not his purpose yeah that wasn't that wasn't what he was trying to do like so why why are we even uh getting obsessed with that anyway uh if an audience member does anything other than laugh the comic comes for blood write so much as a tweet afterward and the same comic seeks seeks it like a laser and if the comic is big enough here comes every other comic and their fan base is caping up for the first amendment totally missing the irony of their criticism yeah that's the other thing i've seen too is like why wouldn't blogs be covered under the same first amendment Amendment. shit that you guys say your comedy is covered right you know it's all first amendment so you're gonna criticize the blogs for criticizing you for like when does it stop this is like a, and it's a weird war that nobody really gives a fuck about you know what i mean like i like that like i care because i love comedy and i love the discussions about censorship and comedy and the line and all that i love those conversations but the vast majority of people if i walked up on them and said hey mm-hmm. did you hear about what so-and-so said they would be like who is that right and i don't give a fuck is it funny or not like I, I it's simple that's how simple it is to most people either you make me laugh or you don't yeah like most people couldn't name the bloggers or the comedians that i care about so yep anyway eve left a comment on episode 1007 the boys and girls club this is the one where we had three guys on uh randolph andy and tim and it was an awesome episode very fun had a blast with them talked about um <laughs> a bunch of random stuff up top uh the boys and girls club meek mill apologizing racist woman at ihop bunch of stuff um eve says uh the lady in the ihop video infuriated me and this is the lady that said that uh 
they need to go back to spain because they're speaking spanish mm-hmm. we're one of the few developed countries in the world where the citizens don't grow up speaking a second third and sometimes fourth language being able to only speak english in a world full of polyglots isn't really something to brag about that old battle axe had the nerve to give her a racist ass opinion that no one asked for right i really wish that latina woman would have whooped that woman's old ass oh she was about to because when that voice started trembling somebody had to step in it was like oh mama 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 gonna mess around here go to jail because she gonna get this old lady business up in here mm-hmm. and clean up the crime scene right real quick just like she did for all that work she was talking about she had to do to get in this country and stay right she gonna whoop your ass and speak english she was like i had to clean toilets motherfucker i I will spill your blood and have it fucking spick and span by the time the cops get here (laughs) right right when 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 people start going back to the to the to the ghost of their past oh it's time for you to clear the room because it's gonna get especially women it's gonna get real ugly Mm -hmm. uh here we go uh the poll is who was best on the show today i love these andy randolph or tim so first thing i want to do is go on twitter (laughs) and send this to andy randolph and tim and say check out the poll for our podcast um so we'll get we'll get we'll see what they say about it um (laughs) so andy came in last with 30 percent of the vote what white man coming in last i know can you believe this they don't like andy's comedic stylings enough to give him is he too laid back now i feel like 30 in a true poll of three people would split in 100 percent it should be about 33 percent each right mm-hmm. that should be the balance of it now andy got 30 percent randolph got 35 percent mm-hmm which means tim also got 35 percent so it just about is 33 percent per person if one more person had voted right it would have been a three-way tie now i did not vote in this poll i didn't vote in this one either so i think i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna vote for andy to make it even for everybody okay (laughs) because i like those guys and i don't want them to fight uh and uh the the answers uh in the comments were silverback server said this poll was pure evil felt even worse when i saw andy k had zero votes that said go cop blue magic he had zero at one point man like probably when you first put like after you first put it maybe everybody's been doing what i've been what i just did it's like we need justice (laughs) right fight for this white man's rights capadonna says first please stop throwing shade on the album that defined my college career the pillage was the joint sophomore year first of all your name is capadonna nigga of course you like that whack-ass nigga ah! i am a sad soul i know second ride what kind of devilry is this all those dudes are hilarious trying to pick the funniest one out of three guys on is like trying to figure out which pick your favorite line from voltron <laughs> sure we all have our favorite cyborg jungle cat but either way you got a crippled giant robot well everybody knows the yellow one is the wackest come on man. <laughs> yellow one and then uh the nerd one whichever wasn't he green or something i don't remember maybe yellow one might have been the nerd and then pink might have been the girl or something i don't remember i just remember the nerd one was the wackest come on guys he's always trying to fucking <laughs> he was always had some bullshit to say do we really need to fight him can't we just talk to the robies 
anyway uh we had episode 1008 cecil lions this is when justin was here and uh we talked about uh the latest black death controversy cecil lions well i thought he was li- thought it was a black man named cecil lions the way everybody was so upset but turned out he was just a lion uh, a lot of people um said on twitter like this is brilliant satire and it was really good and uh i gotta say man behind the scenes i didn't tell justin or karen i was gonna do it that way so uh i feel like they were really good and uh you know i I trusted them to be good on the air live talking about it and get the joke and roll with it and (laughs) they they both kind of did man so i appreciate that uh kara says heart this episode so she loved it eve says while i do think race plays a role in why woody allen isn't being ran out of hollywood but i think the biggest factor is rape culture people just don't give a damn about the victim Mm -mm. though he claimed that soon yi and he began an affair when she was an adult i'm not really sure i believe that he and mia have been together for years and he watched soon yi grow up that right there is icky in itself yeah we've covered this on the show uh probably before you started listening but yeah it's it's sick i mean that's like me that's like me dating my niece you know what i'm saying i watched you grow up you're a kid in my mind you don't make the leap for that you know what i'm saying like you don't go well now you're 18 and that's totally different you're not i didn't help change your diapers or anything or take you to school or like no that's some sick shit to think about like you and that was his adopted daughter so you like have sex with your adopted daughter dog you know and it was like right when she turned 18 too like it wasn't even no a few years yeah i just don't believe him but the kicker is his biological daughter dylan alleges that he molested her on several occasions and no one except her mother and brother standing up for her yep they even gave that dude an award when that uh matter of fact that's how the controversy came back out he won an award and he didn't come he didn't come get it and uh on twitter dylan and all those people were tweaking out and her brother and it brought the whole controversy back up but people don't care people don't care i think yeah people just don't care yeah because it's mostly crimes against women right people don't care about women in general but yeah i mean think about how many women it took before people gave the bill Cosby shit credence right it's not like i'm telling you if it would have been one woman the bill Cosby would have skated too even if he did it even if there was proof even if it was a child any of this shit he would have skated like nothing would have fucking happened and everything would have been okay and because because at the end of the day it's not really um about race for this shit it's really just a war on these certain people like on, on women just saying hey shut up you're fucking up the comedy right now you're fucking up our celebrity worship can you just go to the back and be quiet um so she says uh, everyone has been calling her a liar and stating that she's just trying to get publicity in the meantime woody doesn't have to deny a thing because everyone else is, is doing this dirty work for him well for the record for 30 for 40 years people were doing that for Kazi. Mm-hmm. 40 years Th- these allegations have been around mm-hmm. i mean he settled out of court because there were so many victims coming forward the first time so people have been doing his dirty work for him too I, like i said i don't think it's a, a like race plays a factor in everything but i don't think that's what that was with Cosby. in fact several of his famous friends have publicly come to his defense like Whoopi, of course and diane keaton who i lost a lot of respect for yeah that was disgusting it's just like what happened with Cosby. even when 30 plus women came forward to say he assaulted them a lot of people didn't believe them until Cosby said it from his own mouth yep 
unfortunately no one will believe dylan until woody confesses that which will probably never happen right i hope woody allen chokes on a dildo his movies suck and so does he molester oh oh lord i think his movies are overrated though no joke i like when people go but he makes such good movies and he writes such good women characters when i watch his movies i'm like i guess it ain't for me and that's what that's you know me i can separate crimes from from entertainment so it's not like i go in with my arms folded like mm-mm. but i like i watched blue jasmine and i remember finishing blue jasmine being like was that it was that the whole movie what was the where's the rest of the movie at uh i i couldn't even tell you a woody allen movie I yeah you don't watch his film ever seen yeah but uh and i'm sure he gives a pass for entertaining white people but that's the same pass cosby was getting <laughs> correct it just got so egregious until a point where they could not no one could avoid it at some point right like people just keep forgetting that he's the most prolific racist rapist that we know correct uh the poll is uh are you upset about cecil the Lion being killed no it doesn't bother me at all yes it's upsetting uh no comments uh 66 percent of you guys said it didn't bother you at all 34 percent of you guys were upset um i can understand either one uh, I personally was not very bothered by it. Karen, what about you? Mm-mm. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, I will, you know, I don't think I've really been bothered about animal death pretty much in any circumstance. Mm-hmm. Obviously for the jokes. Yeah. I, you know, but I mean, I wasn't even, yeah. I, yeah. I, even joking about it, I didn't really have much of a jokes to say about it. No, I didn't have the jokes. It was just watching other people uh, joke with the memes because they started like showing like, pictures of cecil like attacking animals they started showing oh, yeah. pictures of like these cars and like lions like laid like laid out and camped around the cars talking about i better not be late for work tomorrow shit like that yeah uh we had episode 1009 corp racist where we had bossy ikby on which uh it's been a while man i mean she she's so back with twib it was blacking it up all right you know (laughs) you know that was cool way back for like real old school fans of blacking it up i think the opening lyrics really uh good inside joke man uh here's the um uh here's the comments anime sparks says damn it was good to hear bassy's voice again uh got me thinking back to the old days of twill blacking it up for those who remember y'all even opened with grenade and i died laughing nostalgia overload why now i'm thinking of all the classic moments and i remember that promo video y'all did for twib where you were portraying different sides of blackness and ended with rod in blackface and giant cartoon gloves lol (laughs) (laughs) yeah i still got that picture i put it up every once in a while whenever i'm being problematic on twitter right and have people who probably go like what the fuck is this ryan why are you in blackface all the time i I don't even know what i would do if i did it now with ten thousand followers i don't even know what would happen people lose their damn minds like it was getting bad when i had like a thousand followers and i would just throw it up and be like like you know fuck y'all or whatever like i'm just gonna be in blackface today and people be like what is this like everybody gets super serious ah! like suddenly i'm not pro-black no more right what is the cause of this right you you a black man in blackface out insulting is that yeah. explain explain yourself uh, anyway. do you want to put on tap dancing shoes too <laughs> right uh the poll was are you gonna eat bluebell ice cream when it comes back no yes but i'm gonna wait a while or hell yeah man 15 percent of our audience says hell yeah man they can't wait 15 percent 
27 says yes but i'm gonna wait a while i'm probably in that group because i want your first group to die first to see if i'm gonna <laughs> eat it fuck that bullshit you want to die <laughs> then, i mean if it's if gonna they die, kill you, them if you die, if they die then you're not gonna eat it correct I, I want you to be the test group so okay all right and 58 percent say no no they will not try it and writer chick four says hell no to the blue bell hell no she will not be trying it um all right so now we have voicemails um and here's the thing okay guys we need to have a conversation about these voicemails number one voicemails need to be three minutes or less that's number one all right we had a couple that were over eight minutes this week nobody want to hear all that shit uh even if it's nice and kind to the show we got things to do on a saturday and we ain't trying to be here recording four hours of shows because everybody decided to write in eight minute voicemails um another thing that i wanted to say calm down on the multiple voicemails all right guys we don't need one for every show of the week um you know so let's get you know if you can sum it up one thing two things hit your heart that week and you want to leave us a little note cool but if we get to the point where we got to shut down the voicemails or something because there's too many or there's too long uh you know just understand we've had to do that before we had people that we couldn't play all the shit on the show before and uh it makes extra work for us so let's not abuse the voicemail privilege because people don't want to this to become the blankety blank show where it's just a bunch of you know eight minute voicemails and shit so yeah and it's a respecting for other people's time because other people want their stuff heard also right we're all kind of sharing this feedback is more about sharing this platform with our listeners and not just one or two listeners but all the listeners so you know this is if if you got multiple times you got eight eight and a half minutes of things to say you might got to start your own podcast because uh we can't be doing that every week right because that's enough material yeah so uh let's play uh some of the shorter ones that other that people left hey rod this is dan america at cnn oh Uh, yeah Uh, that's the dude that interviewed me man uh i was on i I guess uh this is a good time i was in cnn uh on cnn uh on that website uh i got interviewed about hillary clinton um so all right let me uh i'm pretty sure i don't need to play uh that one let me uh let me play on a different one <laughs> hey Rod and karen this is ebony i'm a new listener i've been listening for like maybe a month or so and i just found you guys kind of randomly through like browsing stitcher radio and i am obsessed with you guys podcast like i have a hell of a lot to catch up on and i want to say congratulations on uh reaching 1000 episodes last week that's really awesome but yeah like i said i have a, a whole lot of hours to catch up on a whole lot of episodes um i just wanted to call and say hi because yeah i don't know why i just want to say hi you guys seem like friendly cool people seem like uh uh people i want to get to know and <laughs> be cool with um but I, oh yeah also i was listening to episode i think it was 1007 like um it came on like yesterday or something and when you guys are reading baller alert um it made me laugh out loud because uh the venezuelan woman uh when rod was reading her her story and she she wrote like j-a-j-a but that's like because in spanish like the j sounds like h so like a lot of times when i'm texting <laughs> or messaging some of my Mexican friends or whatever, 
instead of H A H A for haha, they just put J A because Spanish. But uh, yeah, okay. I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> this is probably the worst voicemail I've ever left on anyone's phone. <laughs> I want to say hi and I love you guys show, and I'm definitely going to be listening in pretty much every day now, or at least every day that the show's on. Cool. Um, so I love you guys and have a great day. Talk to you guys later. Later. Thank you. Thank you, Ebony. We appreciate that. So and, the uh, J is the H sound. Yeah, which makes sense because Jesus. You know what I mean. Okay. Uh, I know yo is is actually like what J is pronounced like a the Y is pronounced like a J. So, so J O. Yeah. So so J. You know. So yeah, it's a little translation difference, and okay. maybe that's what she was saying. Ah. Uh, we got another voicemail. Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Shay, your newest and biggest fan. Um, I was listening to the show today and was listening to that lame-ass baller story about Reggie Bush. Razzle, whatever. That's <laughs> Anyway, the whole time I was listening to it, everything about me and about it just kept saying bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. This is such bullshit. So anyway, I'm on my way home from work right now. I know I shouldn't be driving and talking, but I am. And I'm just, you know, riding along quiet like and going over your head in my show, thinking about the story. And then it hits me that it might be true. I mean, it really might be true. And the only reason I think that is because it occurs to me what, what kind of woman makes up a story about how she gets called to somebody's house at clearly booty call hours, has a load dumped dinner, and then sent home driven by the dude's brother. You know what I mean? That's just a shame. I mean, you aren't even good enough to want a ride home by the same man who just laid you out. You know, so... I mean, that's, that's embarrassing. That's pathetic. So who says that about themselves? Unless it's stupid and it's true. You know, so I don't know. I, I'm starting to lean towards maybe it's true. I don't know. Anyway, that's just my opinion on it. Have a good day. <laughs> um, I think it might be true. Here's the thing. Um, I go through this with every ball alert story. <laughs> like i like the, it really is the mystery that just continues to build because yeah. every week i'm I, like after the story I'm, every every story every time we do one i'm like was that could that be possible or is that complete bullshit uh, you don't never know i don't know the only ones i'm pretty sure are fake are, yeah the only ones i'm pretty sure was fake was like the one we just did what a dude was like making the girl squirt and catching it in his mouth yeah, and shit yeah, like that's pretty that much fake. yeah i think he wrote that one right but a lot of times we end up where i'm like you know what that i mean why couldn't that happen um shay called in several times here's another one from shay hey rod hey karen this is shay y'all done messed up slipping up and giving out that phone number i think i've called every day since i figured out what it was anyway I was home today, took a day off of work, got a late start, out running some errands now, but I spent my morning just chilling, drinking coffee, and uh, the view popped up on my TV, and 
I don't ever watch that show, but you guys had spoke on it a couple times since I've been listening to your show, so I thought I'd give it a whirl, and I can sum it up in one word, lame, just lame, lame, lame. I gave it a whole 20 minutes of my life, and it just, it was doing absolutely nothing for me. It didn't make me laugh. They weren't giving me information I couldn't live without. They weren't saying anything that caused me to think. Uh, just lame. Absolutely lame. But on a whole other topic, I have to tell you, Karen, my Lord, I admire you so much. I love you to oh, death. Lord. I've heard several episodes where it's you and Rod and one or two other men. And they're, you know, strong men with real opinions and Somehow, in the midst of all of that, you just hold your own, and uh, I love every minute of that. I think one of my favorite parts of the show, actually, a couple of my favorite parts of the show, are based all around Karen, and it's very simple things. Uh, like I said, her laughter, I mentioned that once before, her laughter can literally turn my day around. I could be having a shit show for a day, and... She can laugh. I I not even actually understand what she thought was funny. It don't even matter. It just cracks my ass up. But more than that, when she says correct, I am telling you what. I absolutely love it when you do that, Karen, I swear. There's so many things going on in my head every time you do that. Um, first, I'm blown away because you're usually backing up something that Rod has just said, and I love a woman who's got her man's back. I got mine, too. I love my man. Um, but I also I also love that there's so much power behind it when she says it. Just that one word, the way she says it, it's like you done stamped something, and that's it forever. That's how it is right there. It's correct. You know, and no other opinion matters at that point because you done stamped it. I just absolutely love it. Um, Anyway, uh, still listen to your show today, even though I was out and about running errands and not sitting stuck up in my cubicle. Another good show. Who robbed the church? What the hell is that? For real? Anyway, yeah, I knew it was white, too. I knew it was white, too. (laughs) The moment they said the name. Anyway, love the show. It was a good one. They all are. Okay. Well, you guys have a good one. Uh, I'll try not to call again tomorrow, but y'all keep giving me shit I want to say. Or giving me stuff I want to respond to, actually, is what I meant to say. Anyway, you guys have a good one. Bye. Bye. Jeez. Yeah, the, the, the view... Um View, I, I'm surprised the view has been on as long as it has. Cause the view, in my opinion, is a terrible, terrible show. Um, it's nothing like it used to be. They've changed hosts a lot. Um, and anybody with any form of intelligence end up leaving the show because they just can't take, uh, the stupidity. And, uh, yeah, I be having myself a ball back in the background. And sometimes I don't even think Roger understands me. He'll hear me out and then he'll go, okay, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So. Yeah, you're not. Mm. Well, well, Karen is uh, always on the show, uh, and I do like that uh, 
you know we can have any guest and i don't have to feel like karen is gonna let somebody come on the show and you know talk her down basically or or yeah. not be involved in the conversation you know uh that's why she's a great co-host and you know uh the same thing that you like we have kind of different roles on the show but uh you know i have the same thing too where like sometimes karen will just be going off about something i have you know i just have to be quiet because it's like she's going off you know or um someone else will come on and they'll her you know karen and that person might be clicking back and forth and going uh in the tangents and stuff and talking about what they want to talk about and you know i have to learn to just kind of get in where you know get in where i fit in it's kind of like double dutch you know and i I feel like that's constantly what the show is when we have a guest and uh you know uh obviously nothing's perfect sometimes Mm -hmm. it goes off in my mind i can only hear when it's fucked up anyway but um (laughs) you know when it when it's good man it's really good and uh karen's always able to adjust in uh to whatever the show needs at the time and you know i'll try to do the same thing i try my best uh let's see next voicemail well then she left an eight and a half minute one which was like the second eight and a half minute one this week so no but then she left a one minute one we'll play that one hey this is shay this is what i get for calling y'all in the middle of a podcast and not listening to the whole thing i went and sat back down after calling you only to hear the story about dj dumbass so here's what i figure He's some overblown testosterone asshole who doesn't actually see the trans women as women. He still sees them as men. No matter what they're wearing, no matter how they feel inside. So in his mind, he's got two dudes up in the bathroom with his chick and he ain't having that shit. You know, so I don't know. That's the only sense I can make of it. Not that it makes sense, but I just figure that's what that dumbass is thinking. And that's probably what his name is when he spins records. DJ Dumbass. Okay. <laughs> have a good day. DJ Dumbass. Aww. All right. Oh, uh, we got two more voice messages. <laughs> hey, Ryan King. This is Jada. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about the Senator abortion video. I'm not sure if y'all eventually watched the whole video, but um, I was like, y'all, at first I thought the woman was going to be on the guy's side, but it turned out she's another senator, and she like made she made some claims. You know, she said she was pro-choice, and then she, you know, she she did a case. Um, she showed a case study where this woman who she, you know, wasn't able to afford health care and she went to Planned Parenthood and was referred to um to for a mammogram and then they found like breast cancer and they called it, you know, um she very early, like when she they would have surgery next two weeks. So that senator was making, you know, the claim that um also to the very same people who are um against Planned Parenthood will say, Okay, go to the community, you know, health um and she said that the health clinics are over, you know, booked mm-hmm. and that actually those health centers are, people are able to go to those health centers because, for, because of Obamacare, which are also those same people who were against Obamacare. So she was Correct. like, you know, you can't have it both ways or whatever. And so then the senator, the guy at the beginning, gets back up and says, 
oh, well, you know, um, I'm a dad of two daughters, and I was there for their birth. Um, and, you know, so it, I'm very passionate about family. And then to kind of come back to cancer thing, he was like, oh, my mom has cancer, so I'm passionate about cancer. So then he was basically just like, I guess because, oh, he was there for the birth of his kids that he felt like this is not um, a woman's issue. It's a man's issue. It's a family issue. Mm. But still, he clearly wasn't listening to the woman's family because she goes back and says, she says clearly like, but yeah, this is a family issue. And she kind of agreed with that point. But she was like, but yeah, Uncle Sam should not be telling me what, you know, I should be able to do with or with my, you know, my body. And also, um, I understand for some men that some men might have been in cases where, you know, if your wife or whoever, a girl you slept with or a girlfriend, whatever, um, there might be some men out there who, like, have wanted to have their baby, but, you know, the females decided to have an abortion or whatever, which, I mean, it's, sad, um, whatever, but I mean, at the same time, that man does not have to carry the baby for that month. Right. Um, and then Correct. Say it, but then there's also, there's no guarantee per se that that man is going to step up and be like, okay, you know, I'm going to take full responsibility for this kid. Like, you don't have to do anything, whatever. So, I mean, in that respect, it might seem a little unfair, but again, I mean, the baby is growing inside the woman's body, so I don't feel like men should be able to, like, prevent women from, you know, having, uh, you know, an abortion. It's just, you know, I mean, if you really want a baby that badly, you just have to do like other people do and pay for a therapy or something with your sperm. Um, but, yeah, that's all I had to say on that subject. And, again, of course, I know you guys are on the same side of, like, how can this be a man's issue? But, you know, whatever. But love the show, guys. Bye um Bye-bye. yeah those are all excellent points and i didn't finish that video uh because it was it was going to be too long but i'm glad you gave us a synopsis of it and saying it's a men's issue and a family issue is the same thing as saying all lives matter in my opinion Correct. you're just telling women to shut the hell up you know karen are you gonna say something uh-uh. all right but yeah it's just a way of being like it's not really about your body it's about all of us and a family issue not everybody that gets pregnant is in a family right not like like it's just not your fucking business like why why can't the small government people see that you know the keep government out of our personal lives and our bedroom people see that this is an invasion of people's personal lives and bedrooms mm-hmm. it's not your decision to make you know it's fucking disgusting man um right and and um um the thing is you being there to watch your true watch your wife have two what the fuck that got to do with me yeah did they come out of your fucking penis like did they physically get birthed out of your penis as a full-grown baby no then shut the fuck up come on man um i was there watching so it's like it came out of both of us uh-uh. <laughs> next voicemail last one I know it's been a hard few weeks for childhood icons, Cosby, Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Roddy Piper, but I have more bad news. I know you guys love the pity party, but this comes from a purely righteous place, and it's not because he got a live-action movie, not because he and his fucking keener, brown-nosing niece, and that mangy disease, riddled mutt. 
poor, well-meaning scientists' humanitarian efforts. This comes from purely, this, this is just in the interest of truth. Everyone needs to know. Inspector Gadget has been an upskirt video pervert since the early 90s. <laughs> no cameras viewing parties with the mask and G.I. Joe crowd. Don't that guy. Don't go Gadget King. Anyway, I thought you people should know. Take it easy. Aww. I'm glad Mr. Claw left us a message to, to tell us the truth about Inspector Gadget. Karen, it is Dr. Claw. Um, you will have some respect for the degrees that he has earned. Mr. Claw. Unlike Boyce Watkins, he had to like go to school and get his doctorate. <laughs> Couldn't just make it up and give it to himself. Mm-hmm. Oh my um, god. He on PowerPoint and called himself a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Claw. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Shit, that ought to be his name. We have some emails um, that we got uh, this week. Whew, man, you guys are crazy. Um, Trevor writes in. Um, oh, wait. This is another. Uh, all right, let's do it, guys. What's up? It's the Bernie Show. Host. This is from the 721 episode. Host. Hey, I just, not Rod and Karen, host, H-O-S-T-S. Oh, so this is a generic letter they send to everybody? <laughs> Catch on. Right, you didn't even take the time to make it personal? Okay. Couldn't even learn my name. Right, you copy, cut, paste, I see you. Host, hey, I just want to start off saying I'm really not trying to start shit right now, that this isn't an email version of a quick hashtag, well, actually, I just have an honest question as an American studies postgrad concentrating on modern American protest movements. You'll see why I'm ethos padding in a sec. And I hope if it isn't an obscene time suck that I warn a response that'll educate me. That's really what I'm looking for. Hey, man, you could listen to the podcast, get educated on your own. Yeah, at least or names out. you're such a special snowflake that doesn't need to know our names but determine that they do need to be educated by us because that's what my degree is in educating people that don't know what the fuck they talking about nah, not. i did not get a degree in that from federal state Mm-mm. jumping in during your 721 show they didn't even know the name of the episode cool you discuss netroots nation stuff while i can dig the larger structural critique that couples with your statement that having a job won't make you not black i just can't get down with your conclusions about sanders not learning anything from mlk jr knew it was gonna come down to bernie doesn't it always come down to bernie every time i'm in the kitchen you in the kitchen right every time in i turn God- around mm-hmm. in my motherfucking face in the goddamn refrigerator eat up all my food specifically it was when you mentioned the idea of sanders and mlk in the civil rights movement and said he learned nothing from my historian from he learned nothing that my historian ears picked up perked up because at least from a 60s contemporary analysis bernie is carrying mlk jr's torch so bernie the new mlk y'all i know that's lofty as shit but at time at the time of his assassination what was mlk jr doing in memphis helping to organize a waste worker strike by the way i i there really is nothing that i hate more than people that write the show with shit i already know right they're really like that's part of the disdain i have for this 
i am black i am interested in these things yeah like some of this shit is so basic it's like who doesn't know you know what i mean like i don't know who you talk to in your circles but who doesn't know that martin luther king got you know at the time that he died he died uh because it was a strike about worker and wage equality people know that trying to organize a union yeah people know that that still doesn't mean that's the only reason he got killed though. correct so just because the timing was if he would have got if he would have got shot walking out of a grocery store you wouldn't be like yeah he got shot because uh he was he stopped at kroger's yeah he got he got shot because the bananas was on sale yeah bananas was on sale and so they took him out that's what that's the last thing to happen like it's not all that's not picking up the torch for him as if he as if as if martin luther king jr would have been like at least i already have racial equality i just died for the so we could get the wages correct that's all i wanted <sighs> helping to organize a waste worker strike for the black waste workers his, his stated reason for doing so was that the positive legal and civil equality meant nothing without true equality of opportunity that was and is blocked by wage and benefit inequality yeah nobody on our podcast or any subsequent shows any interview i've done have i ever said i'm anti-wage equality or that i'm anti-jobs for black people or i'm anti-income equality so it's like you're you're arguing with a straw man to wit now our struggle is for genuine equality which means economic equality for me for we know that isn't enough to integrate lunch counters what does it profit a man to be able to eat at an integrated lunch counter if he doesn't earn enough money to buy a hamburger and a cup of coffee um that's fine but you say that as if he said because we already got weight race equality so therefore we're good you know what i mean as if economic justice being part of his platform meant that the racial part was secondary that's the part where you lose me and that's the part where bernie sanders is losing me like you can't go there and be like look i marched what the fuck do y'all want from me you know and he subsequently done much better i don't know why you can't see the same thing i don't know your candidate has moved on you need to too yeah your candidate moved on you're still stuck on july 21st and it was this was august 3rd she said this now this also means you didn't listen to any show after that Mm-mm. anyway there was also the fame part like you know what happened we were featured on best of the left and i guarantee most of these people just heard best of the left that 10 minute clip and they just like i'm gonna email them and tell them what they don't know <laughs> right. even though they never heard the fucking show and right. they don't know all the shit that we do know right and we said a lot after that before that we said a lot after right. that. right all the caveats right. that we set up um there there was also a fame plan for a tent city on the national mall protesting widespread structural poverty which as a personal side note i really wish had gone down simply because after living in dc i know that would have ruffled feathers a bit of cursory googling can confirm the idea that mlk jr has shifted at least some of his focus to economic issues but here's these and some links to some some articles um my thing is shifting some of his focus to economics doesn't mean shit i didn't say that he that martin luther king had no economic focus and that he was only about uh racial justice i'm saying that bernie sanders is mostly on economics and when challenged about race hit the hey what what y'all niggas want from me and left 
which i can't picture martin luther king ever doing right and like i said on the show if martin luther, if, if bernie sanders was the new martin luther king jr he'd be dead already ain't that the truth like like you he would be dead already nobody lets that kind of person live you know what i mean belong like you kill those people that's that's our that's what american history has taught me anybody that caught was a cause of great change in this country ends up fucking dead for it right i was a debater i know that an, an argument made from authority is basically one of weaker fallacies that one could put forth that doesn't change the fact however that the authority i'm arguing from is mlk jr himself now that pissed me off because so was the the the, the letter from uh jail was also mlk jr second of all there's nothing more there's nothing more ignorant than the assumption that martin luther king jr is the big pokemon the big joker of of all racial arguments that you can just trot out martin luther king's words and nothing else because now because you know conservatives now use martin luther king jr to say why basically racism is over and black people need to stop wanting anything um like people use him for all people use his words the same way they use the bible where two different people can read it and come up with completely different conclusions meanwhile those are just his words so anyway again just so that i'm not misunderstood yes my boy burn definitely did flub the question at netroots in a big way but i don't buy the equating of sanders to racist cardinals fans redundant i know simply because he wants more toward full employment and guaranteed national income national income because mlk jr stated goals were basically part and parcel of that idea and i was like this is a person that didn't listen to the show of course of course not because i remember saying that i wasn't i specifically said i'm not saying he's the same correct i'm saying his job is to explain why he's not the same mm-hmm. i remember saying that on the you show did. like so now you just ran off half cocked because you were upset that someone would dare question bernie sanders and you wrote all this shit for nothing like you like i've already addressed that point anyway please tell me when and where i'm wrong because i have a feeling that you will believe that i am indeed wrong regards a guy who read way too much marks in undergrad um and i said you literally could not have missed the point more didn't equate him to saying the same thing cardinal fans said go back and re-listen i even said he has to explain why he isn't uh why he is why he is basically different to black people so he needs to basically be like this is why i'm different from just saying go get a job and black people were there with netroots nation at netroots nation and he ran uh he had a chance to do that net roots and he ran he's done much better since and ultimately i've been proven correct and made him a better candidate so you're welcome also i find it very fucking infuriating that you're telling me uh what i already know about mlk jr and his legacy you think i don't know about him organizing sanitation workers to boycott you think i didn't know he was anti-war what other obvious shit do you want to tell me it's that condescending attitude that bothers me you can't carry a legacy if you leave race out of it and you can't claim to carry a torch but pivot to the economy and leave race to the side like it'll be addressed on its own yeah could you imagine martin luther king talking about some well you know the economy is the problem really with the racism shit you know what i mean like uh nigger throw a rock at him well no see it's really the economy sick those dogs on that nigger uh yeah you know it's really if i had a job this wouldn't be happening no that job ain't got nothing to do with that yeah so then they he replied back with some long shit that basically 
uh um he did not read uh or listen to the podcast which is what i'm saying right uh people heard this shit from best of the left and then he wanted me to explain some more shit and i said you're good because he you know he apologized or whatnot um and i said you're good but i'm at my limit for discussing this over and over there are a lot of books about this topic such as the new jim crow or between the world and me that can give you the dialogue that you're looking for i've exhausted my patience on this topic for the most part and i've never intended to be the focal point of this discussion so right um that dude uh did not email back after that thank goodness so um systematic systemic racism this is uh from leah who writes in hey rod and karen love your show i'm a new listener i love hearing what you have to say on various topics please take a look at this video below it really breaks down systemic racism and how it keeps us divided i'd love to hear what you have to say on the topic truthfully i knew bits and pieces of the story just being black in america but this video really breaks it down no one is safe i think everyone should watch listen to this video uh, once again really love your show my friend told me about it. i live in charlotte as well and it's kind of and it's great to find local podcasters keep up the good work leah thank you sweetie but no we're not gonna play this this because we have a feedback show and we have you know we're trying to wrap this up um if roger clicks on it and we decide to cover on the show so be it but we're not gonna watch that all right well karen has uh decided that will not be happening for the record i did watch the video already okay um because i wanted to know what the fuck was the big deal and everyone sent me this on facebook and shit like you have to see this and um i have problems with the video to be honest okay uh it was a white dude that is basically narrating this idea of like well let me explain to you that one racism is real and a separate issue from economics and you know obviously i agree with that but then there came this point where certain things were really it was put it this way it was not the kind of video you need to send me it's the kind of video that you need to send the kind of person that says all lives matter on twitter and facebook it's the kind of video you need to send to your friends that justify all these killings of black people that when the police pull them over it's the kind of video that you need to send to people that uh are basically racist against black people um and maybe they'll like it especially if they're white because the video kind of coddles white people in this way where it makes it seem like racism isn't really their fault and they were tricked into being racist um which you know uh feel about that how you will but that's kind of how the video concludes with this idea of like um because it starts off with being like look indentured servants and slaves were all kind of brought to america and it wasn't really that big of a difference at one point there was even a revolt where indentured slaves indentured servants and slaves fought together and then that's when they became totally separate now that's already bullshit for anybody that like one common sense level that's bullshit but then two you know if you read up on it um indentured servants had rights yes they did they were citizens and they and and a lot of this was them working off of crime so like you do some crime in england and you come over here and serve your sentence as an indentured servant which means that you you know like you're not supposed to be able to be raped you can't be sold in the fucking uh your family can't be sold off like you still have rights as an indentured servant um you know not to mention just the commonality of being a white person in most of these cases so um that was a huge issue to me because i was like you're already starting on this like we all used to didn't see race before we got to america 
and like um you know racism is still alive and kicking in europe you know um not to mention you're telling me that people saw chattel slaves slaves that they took from another continent in chains beat whipped raped and sold as the same as an indentured servant come on man you know what i mean like it's just it's it's totally different you know what i mean so that right there was enough for me to be like okay i see where this is going but it's it's like and it's like 10 minutes long so i'm like let me keep watching because i want to watch the whole thing just in case it doesn't go where i think it's going okay but it went exactly where i thought it was going you know they left out the 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 erasure and genocide of native americans completely left out of this narrative because it doesn't feel the white people aren't really just evil and ancestors didn't make fucked up racist decisions it leaves all that shit out so that you can feel good about yourself so you can be like well yeah it's just this this race thing with black and white people that's the problem and the rich people are making us do that um where it's like no they're like you're not tricked there's plenty of people that know exactly what they're doing and they are racist on purpose and they're poor or they're rich or they're whatever right but the point is i'm white and and you're not and now i'm gonna be racist towards you you know so leaving out the native americans and how you know this genocide spread across this country as they were systematically wiped out correct it kind of lets you know what it was because there was no counterpoint to that you couldn't be like and then they tricked us into thinking native americans were Mm -hmm. no you you killed them though that they they were they were (laughs) killed for 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 being on this land before you Mm -hmm. got here that was the the virus the infection that was the disease that you spread here once you arrived like that was purposeful and willful and there and it cannot be yeah and and so the whole thing was racism was supposed to be this uh result of machinations of rich people right so it's like oh look at these rich people they're the ones really trying to divide us there was we didn't see it as black and white and slave and not slave we didn't see it that way before guys we were all just kind of kumbaya in the same gang and then rich people got involved and they was like nah we're gonna change it but let me tell you something indigenous servant is for a period of time right so right there you got like say five years and then then you're free you pay off your debt and you're free slaves are slaves is forever there is no debt i can pay there forever, is no ever. wage i can make there is no i have no rights there's no own i cannot own anything because i don't have the right to own anything mm-hmm. so you already have pissed me off from inception like the within the first minute i'm like that's a lie i know like i don't need to be lied to now there are some people that might need to be lied to in order to get the we're all in the same game kumbaya racism is bullshit can't we just get along i'm not that person that needs to see that okay and i don't need to i actually don't need to be coddled to by history i'm okay with the way history is right because i would rather know the truth and live in it than some fake fictional world where we all get along but i every day my eyes show me the results of hundreds of years of us not getting along you know what i'm saying so i don't actually need the fairy tale i'm not i'm just not big into the fairy tale you know i I understand that you know we want to struggle and work towards racial harmony and shit and of course we do but you can't you can't do that when you basically say the struggle is over and you can't do that when you say the struggle isn't real and you can't do that when you say it's manufactured by rich people but nobody else you're complicit in it 
you know what i mean and by you i mean everybody here we are all complicit in this shit you know what i mean and there's no way to counteract that by basically painting the past with rose tinted glasses like we're we're not gonna be able to um (laughs) i know you can't paint it we're looking at the past with rose tinted glasses like you can't you cannot you to me it was just a video about somebody that doesn't really want change and they because it's like you say you do but then you don't want to look at yourself and be like okay this is how this is how shit really shook out correct you know what i mean and that, and i because the thing is and maybe there are a lot of black people that don't know maybe there are i don't know mm. but for those of us that do know about history in america that know about slavery that know about uh, the civil rights movement that know about the civil war that know about um you know um racial and uh prejudice that know about systematic incarceration that know about the prison industrial complex being privatized for those of us that are woke that video didn't do anything for me other than make me mad right and i don't like to watch videos for the sake of being mad and also something else i want to say for people that use the hashtag tbgwt y'all we're not activists i'm not trying to be funny when i say we're not activists and we're on social media also and so we see a lot of things you know and posts and shit like that um please don't bombard it with oh everybody died everybody died everybody died everybody died this ain't right that ain't right this ain't right that ain't right we understand that we know this and we also do research and a lot of times by the time you sent us these videos we already know yeah and and the key to a lot of this shit though is the video well i'm actually well the key to this to this thing really is that the the conclusion that this video wants to arrive at and the reason people were sending this to me is that it's a very bernie sanders liberal democrat conclusion liberal white democrat conclusion which is hey man we're all kind of racism is some bullshit we agree right but why can't we just focus on the economic shit and that's really where it ended which is like if we get this economic equality racial equality will come back and i'm like racial equality never existed correct that's the problem you can't recognize that then the conclusion of your video is complete bullshit it's like the both of these injustices have to be fought at the same time together but also they need to be addressed separately like they need to be understood separately you can't lump one in just like i wouldn't put it this way how stupid would i sound like if i was like well we just got white people to not be racist then uh the national debt would just be fixed you would be like that's those two things aren't necessarily the same correct that's how i feel the opposite way and i and i and i need people to understand that or stop interacting with me uh but thank you leah for for writing in like i said oh yeah a lot of people sent that to me uh and i almost just deleted that email and didn't even do anything but i actually wanted to respond to that because i did watch that video and i think a lot of people are going to be fooled by the platitudes in that video but it's all to get to the same conclusion which is economic justice is the real uh is the real thing that will bring back racial justice and that's not true right and sweetie i do want to tell you thank you but it's like i said just one of those things because of the limited about time that's why i was like no we're not playing that video i'm glad you watched it yeah i watched it because i didn't want to play it on the show because it's 10 minutes long oh that's too long and everybody sent it to me just literally everybody like the saddest part was seeing black people send it out because it was just like 
did you watch the video or did you just like the first two or three minutes and then you said you hit send you know what i mean because if you actually pay attention to the whole thing in the conclusion it's the same fucking argument that that people have been saying about bernie sanders which is like look we care about racism wait what is this where's this echo coming from karen your mic came back on hold on all right but yeah it's like we care about racism but um that's it you know like economics will take care of the racism and it's like it never has and it never will they both need to be addressed separately mm-hmm. when it comes down to that because uh, it's not good enough to just say you know we'll get you jobs jobs i don't get paid the same as you at correct you know it's like when people say we need women in the workforce so we can pay them 73 cent for every come on dollar now. like that like it's those are two separate issues you know and they must be addressed as such because and the reason must be addressed as such is because if not they won't be addressed at all right that that is the, that's the that is that is along every single minority struggle quote unquote in america in like probably in the world but definitely in america so if you say hey we want equal rights where we want to get gay people employed at, these, at our workplace cool we will employ them matter of fact we'll even pay them the same but what we won't do is protect their civil rights so that if they are discovered to be gay we can fire them at will and there's nothing they can do about it and they can't sue us right they need to be addressed separately right those that's the thing about you know these civil struggles and these economic struggles that a lot of people are just fell in the grasp just because you mean well or more importantly just because you don't mean evil doesn't mean that you're doing good that's true now so that's your word for the day think about that episode 1007 this is from tatum animal thug he says you guys really knocked this episode out the park i think these kind of episodes are what stands the test of time where you go off the rails and just make your own path i too worked at wendy's and the grilled and spicy chicken nubs were the best i would bake yeah the grill was the best i would bake way more bread sticks for the salad than were needed for night shift just to eat on last but not least congratulations on the thousand plus episodes the first episode i listened to was with jill with justin and will where you guys talked about tyler perry at length i remember Ooh. listening to it twice that day you're you, going in the vault you guys are the best thank you for taking talking about it all sincerely animal thug thanks yeah, animal thug. You, if you remember will you going way back yeah man has will ain't been on what a few many years times, many like, yeah, yeah many. Like four years longer bernie this from mitch he says hey man just listen to episode 1009 and liked your response to that emailer bernie is the best candidate available on race issues but we need more black voices to get them to act right thanks for being vocal thanks, thank mitch. you sweetie um congrats y'all this from uh chris lehman uh half of the brothers lehman black is podcast i was just listening to y'all the other day what up rod and karen just want to say congratulations on passing a thousand episodes mark on blackout tips you two have always put the time and effort into your show and you can hear it in your product real happy for y'all i do have a question for karen mm-hmm. this is something i have asked a number of fellow podcasters i like to get karen's thoughts being a father of two kids including an eight-month-old girl i strive to be the best father i can be can you name one thing that your father either told you taught you or showed you etc that has helped make you the woman you are today if you do not have a relationship with your father what is the one thing you needed from him that you didn't get i know the question is heavy and if you prefer not to answer it on the show or via email i totally understand i believe the best way to find out about how women think and feel is to ask them uh y'all keep doing your thing wish the two of you success continue success chris half of the brothers leaving and black is did you want to answer that 
Yeah, second. All right, go ahead. Um, for me, you know, I don't know who my father is. I never had a relationship with him. But my aunt, who I call mother, who my who, my aunt who raised me, um, her ex husband. Oh, he's passed. That's the man that if you if you say father, that's who I would consider my father. Uh, he passed when I was about twelve or thirteen years old. And the biggest thing that I learned from him from being a man is loving your daughters unconditionally and letting them know that you truly do love them despite their flaws, despite their faults, despite their fuck ups. Um, not ever, uh, making them feel less than. Um, letting them grow, letting them learn, not putting any restraints or restrictions on what they can and can't be. Um, that's one thing I really did learn from him because one thing about him is that he just like, I love you like you are. You don't have to change. You don't have to make up anything for me because I think a lot of uh, men when it comes to their daughters, they have a protection, which I completely understand. But some dudes take that protection to the extreme. Um, because and just my personal opinion, there are a lot of dudes out there that have daughters that are very abusive to women and period. And they don't like women, but they separate their daughters for some reason. than they, from the other women in society and they don't, the same thoughts and ideas that they have about those other women, they don't want other men to have those same thoughts and ideas about their daughters. So a lot of times they'll go overboard by can't wear this, can't wear that, can't do this, can't do that. Oh, I got to carry my shotgun. I know dudes joke about that shit, but you know, that that's real. And, and that can affect uh, women and your relationship with them. And some men um, don't even allow their daughters just freedoms to be uh, free because they're so scared and have so much restraint and restriction on they don't want me to get there. You know, I don't want you to be out there fucking and getting no dick. You know, um, because I know how men think, but there has to be a balance there. So, if anything, just learn how to love her unconditionally. And also, teach her that the way you love her is the way any man should love her. Um, if you're doing it right. And teach her don't accept nothing less than the best. And, and let her know that you are too precious to be abused sexually, physically, mentally. You are too precious. And also let her know that... Um, it's nice to be in a relationship with man, with a man, but don't let a man define you as far as your womanhood. A man is an extension of who you already are. A man should not be a necessity to make you who you are because you are already individual before that man ever walked into your life. You should be already whole. And as a man, if you're doing your job, you're going to um, impart that in her life. Let her know. Uh, depends on how you raise her. Let her know and teach her things. Teach her, you know, simple things like maybe how to change oil, how to change tires, cut grass, simple things. And let her know that she can be independent. And also uh, teach her about finances and things like that. Like these are things that, you know, I kind of learned from him at a very early, early age. And, they, and to me, they personally made a, a big, big impact in my life. And also uh, as I got older, um, Roderick's daddy uh, as especially being growing up and being an adult, Roger Daddy um, is is a how can I say it is a glowing example of my definition of a real man. Um, and the reason why I said that is because Roger Daddy is loyal. Roger Daddy is trustworthy. Roger Daddy is a hard worker. Roger Daddy loves his wife. 
and um and i've seen that love and i he has showed me how a husband is supposed to love his wife with that unconditional love and for me that's something that uh you show your wife and your daughter will pick up on that and your daughter won't expect nothing less uh from her mate i think a lot of times that prevents young ladies from going into all these abusive relationships you know, a lot of times you won't have to say anything because you've instilled it in her. So when so so when some hotel nigga come her way, she could be like, mm, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 my dad, no, my dad done told me about you. I think sometimes even my lack of knowledge sometimes because I had periods of phases where there wasn't a man in my life. Uh, I made errors and mistakes. So a lot of times sitting down, men, a lot of times men don't sit down with their daughters and tell them about men, really how men think in their process. And things like that and have girls making errors and mistakes you want to beat them and and pull them away and tell them not what to do versus just having a conversation with them uh, uh little girls are not dumb and ignorant and and they can understand and comprehend everything and i think those little small conversations will make uh your children be whole but I'm, i didn't mean to go on a long tangent but but that's just you know kind of what i want to share with you um <clears throat> as a strong black woman myself i would like to add a few things okay go ahead. Nah, I don't have anything to add. Um, <laughs> uh, oh wait, no, I do have one thing to add. Um, and this goes not just for daughters, but for your sons as well. I think people could do a, a long way and do a big service to, uh, their children by loving their, the mother of their kid. Right, regardless if you're together or you not. You know, even if it doesn't work out, showing that person love matters, uh, because that's the first and earliest example that your child is going to have what a healthy functioning relationship is like uh you know you guys don't seem to have any lack of love over there but you know i would say that that goes a long way man i think a lot of people don't count that mm-hmm. as what raising a kid is about they think that their relationship is completely separate from raising a child but uh and maybe it's not popular to say i don't know because uh, i don't have any kids but i was a kid and it's right. de- and it definitely counts you are teaching your kid how to love you're teaching them your love language and you're teaching them what's important you're teaching them about respect you're teaching them about patience and saying those words is that those platitudes that's one thing but to actually exhibit those behaviors and to show rather than to say um goes a much longer way in building a healthy child and i think um your daughter is going to pick up on the things that you do towards her mother right as a reflection of herself and as a reflection of what she wants when she grows up and a lot of people just don't count that you know especially men like a lot of men think their relationships are something that are more about them um but i think once you have a kid that's kind of like a thing everything you have is something that you owe to them you know like in a way it's something you're paying on passing down to them so your relationships and the way you act and conduct yourself those are all things that will be inherited by your kid not just physically but emotionally as well so that that would be the biggest thing i would say the biggest service you can do to your child is to show how much you love you have for their mother and like i said that's even if it doesn't work out um your child is going to pick up on the attitudes the arguments the fights how how things are resolved if they are resolved uh how you guys talk about each other when they're not around if you just you know if you answer the phone and you're shouting at her mom 
the, your child might be in the background playing with toys or watching cartoon network they hear that yes they do and and it will always it will always stick with them so healthy relationships that children can see i think help them build healthy relationships subconsciously later on because how many how many times you met dated or talked to somebody where you're like yo this person has been fucked up for a long time like this isn't like these issues go back to something they saw before they even were interested in anybody romantically Mm -hmm. they just had these issues connecting with people and i think it comes from those places so anyway that would be the only advice i have even though i know the question wasn't for me man my bad um last i think this is the last email hey y'all courtney writes in hey rod and karen i've been listening to y'all for almost three years and i must say that i really 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 love your show and everything it stands for thank you thank you i really think you guys are like some of podcast some some sort of podcast geniuses I recently lost my job for ridiculous reasons i remember you saying that you not only started the podcast but also started the premium model for the podcast when rod was out of a job now look at you rod is making his digital entrepreneur dreams come true he created a nationally trending hashtag that has helped change the dialogue and uh you, you know what that is crazy because i can't help but think that when i see like hillary clinton or even when i saw a republican national debate and them niggas was talking about black lives Matter, i was like holy shit i was part of making them do that yep they didn't have a choice not the big part but uh, still right apart they took notice of how it affected other people's campaigns and everybody was like not me and <laughs> <laughs> right uh, everybody gonna say i'm not gonna be boo-boo the food up here uh getting joke make memes and, and having my uh, hopes and wishes going flames because i said some ignorant shit yeah and the thing is i thought they were gonna like troll it like, I thought they were going to say Black Lives Matter as a question, and then all of them were going to be like, all lives matter, and whatever makes black people feel bad, fuck them, right? And they, uh, only one person answered, but he was like, no, uh, that, it does matter, and, uh, you know, but definitely, you know, have a small percentage of police that is doing these things. And I'm like, that's a big give on their part for Republicans, because they don't ever side against police in any capacity, Correct. even a few correct I, I think the tide is changing on it's a slow change but i think some more of the tide is changing uh only because like you say the black Lives matters the hashtag the local communities local municipalities are pressing and pushing and not letting shit die to the point where they got to respond yeah um uh so yeah i the, you know yeah thanks uh he so it says uh um i just wanted to thank you for sharing your voice and opinions all while remaining authentic i want to thank you for not only inspiring me to pursue my own internet entrepreneurial dreams while looking for a new job but also for showing that dreams can become reality with hard work thank you love you and thanks again courtney p.s soon as i get back on my feet i will join premium again (laughs) also i attached a picture of a license plate i saw in the apartment garage it says qmb it made me think of you guys <laughs> somebody got the license plate qmb that's that's hilarious. Uh, that's excellent that's great yeah. <laughs> uh surprise it's not from one to five starter boys um all right guys we're out of here thank you so much 
um for tuning in to the feedback show live for you guys who will catch it later thanks for uh you know checking it out later we appreciate everybody that left feedback this week we do great stuff these you guys uh please continue to leave five star reviews we will read them on the show if we like them we'll leave, please leave comments and votes in the polls and all that good stuff mm-hmm. and uh can't wait to talk to you guys uh again um tomorrow uh so until then love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.